Cop out kid. Cop, Cop out kid. Cop out kid. Cop, Cop out, out kid. Welcome to episode 12 of the Fans Unite Huddle, brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. It's your home for sports picks, sports talk, and of course, a stiff dose of uh, foosball information and trash talk. Uh, my name is James Graham. I'm your host, your moderator, and the poor bastard that has to show up with the uh, cattle prod each week. And I'm surrounded by some of the finest minds in social sports data. He's here to remind you that no one man should have all that power, and diamonds are in fact not from Sierra Leone. Your friend and mine, the international stats guru. Johnny West. <laughs> John Ingleby. What's up, fellas? And uh, non-fellas, girls as well. You're totally welcome on this podcast. Shouts out to uh, everyone. And uh, then uh, to my right this week... Um, He's not actually going to be an entrant in uh, this year's WWE Royal Rumble, but he can still lay the smacketh down on you if he needs to, because he likes to do that uh, during his uh, daily fantasy sports action. Darius Egdami. Howdy doody. <laughs> Stole one out of your you books would, there. You would steal that from me. Truly another member of the Cop Out Kid Club. And then in the guest's chair back after an extended absence <sighs> Because, uh, you know, he gets around, and he's going to be around. He's going to Dunedin. He might be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, he is the bringer of beverages and the <laughs> titan of 10 West. Sportsnet Vancouver's own Irfan Gafar. What's up, jabronis? <laughs> that one definitely had the most enthusiasm. I liked it. Gets around like well, syphilis. No, it's not the same ring to it. I'll stop. We'll leave the introduction. <laughs> are, you, are you the host and moderator? No. Then no. shut up. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, starting off with the NFL this week, uh, the conference finals, two very interesting matchups. Shall we start with, say, Atlanta and Green Bay? Is Aaron Rodgers not actually the Kurt Schilling of the NFL after all? He's not, he's not the GOAT. No. Not the GOAT. Not the no, GOAT. Sorry, no. Flat Top. Sorry, Flat Top philosopher. He's not the GOAT. Uh, those were pretty disappointing games. Coming off of a crazy divisional round where yeah. every game was down to the wire, like the 1816, uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh Kansas City game. Coming off of a very exciting uh, divisional round, this was somewhat one-sided, and I felt like both games were decided, you know, in the first half. Yeah, I think uh, Falcons would have smashed no matter what, but um, obviously didn't help when Mason Crosby missed the first field goal, and then Ripkowski fumbled in the red zone. That's His first of- career fumble. And that was the first playoff miss by Mason Crosby since 2010, I think. Yeah, that kind of sealed the deal for them early on. Cause, but either way, the Green Bay defense could not stop Atlanta. Green Bay defense was atrocious. That like, was bad. They were really bad. I, What's crazy is that Julio Jones obviously had the nine catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. But this was all while he was literally doubled every single play with Haha Clinton Dix over the top and uh, Ladarius Gunter. Uh, up in press Poor and he still shredded them yeah and literally on that one play that 73 yard touchdown r- runs his dig route gets wide open uh catches the ball stiff arms gunter runs another 10 yards stiff arms demarius randall and just wheels himself into the end zone that, yeah that, that was just crazy play. well Green Bay was down to like their sixth and seventh round um backup cornerback so you gotta feel bad yeah. for them a little bit yeah oh 100 but i mean still to to beat double coverage like that julio jones just such a freak of nature did you guys watch yeah. with your uh your friend packer fan 
Oh, with Alvi? No. Yeah. no. No, we didn't watch didn't. it then. Thank he watched God, it though. He, would hotel, have been... he watched it in a hotel room in Chicago. I'm glad he wasn't in my house. He probably would have smashed my television. Didn't so. respond to text messages. No. Nothing yeah. for like a few hours. Maybe thought, till the next I day. I thought maybe you guys would get him back after he was ridiculing you when uh, the Raiders lost. I mean, those were just cheap shots. Those are you know, cheap come shots. on. We didn't even have Alvi's all about cheap shots. But he's, he can't he, take John's it. John's a Raiders fan, though. He's used to the cheap shots. Yeah, that's true. You can't be a Raider fan otherwise. I was convinced that Green Bay was going to win that game. I don't know why. So was I. I was going in. I was like, there's no way you can stop Aaron Rodgers. I would just like to point out I was the only one that bet on the Falcons. You took a and money line cop-out kid. <laughs> and, and I took him spread. I took him spread. Sorry, did you, um, did you bet on Green Bay or Atlanta? I'm in a very pointy Did you mood. bet on Green Bay or Atlanta? I bet on Atlanta with our Packer friend, Albie. And then I turned around and hedged it by betting. So you didn't trust. Your, so you didn't trust your own pick. Nine times out of ten, going into hey man, that game, I was trying to double my money. Okay, for free. Trying to hit that little sweet spot of the spread. But uh, going into that game, who do you take out of quarterback? Nine times out of ten, you're taking Aaron Rodgers. You can't even look. You, you can't know, look me in the eye and tell me you're taking Matt Ryan. I had pointed to the stats last week on the podcast. You're wrong. And the the things I, know I you wor- the, the exact things I worried about came to fruition. Uh, Atlanta was not scared to blitz. But that's not uh, my they question. They rushed. They rushed five men frequently. You knew, on Aaron you knew Ripkowski was going to fumble for his first ever. Yeah, and you knew Mason Crosby was not, not so much that. But, but no, I did know plays were coming, like the uh, play where Deion Jones caught up to uh, Aaron Rodgers when he came right up the gut untouched and almost got the sack on him. And sure enough, that forced the field goal that Mason Crosby missed. Green Bay had too many injuries to overcome. But Rodgers had to be limping in all sorts of limbs. He was hurt everywhere. No sure. Jordy Nelson. They hope that the receiving core would actually step up their game. Yeah. yeah, He did play and make some good catches. He took yeah. a couple of knocks for a guy with broken ribs. What a crazy game for him to gut out, though. Two broken ribs, and he still comes up with six catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, that That's nice. Jordy. Just to further emphasize that point about uh, pressures on Rodgers, the Falcons had seven quarterback hits on Aaron Rodgers and blitz five all the time. So I, I think that was a good game plan going in. They must have listened to the podcast. So <laughs> if the general consensus then was that was the surprise of the weekend, the New England-Pittsburgh game, no surprises there pretty much? I had no hope for Pittsburgh, and I don't know why. You just give yeah. you know, I mean, Uncle of course, Bill and Tom time at home. You think they're not losing at home, man. It was weird that the Pittsburgh defense just went with you know three-man rushes, four-man rushes. They really didn't blitz at all. And that was the death of them. I mean, Tom had all day back there, and he's going to cut you apart all day if, he, if you don't get pressure on him. You, I mean, if you give him the opportunity, and especially with uh, the fact that he and Hogan have developed this kind of weird symbiotic relationship now. Well, I mean, it's still overlooked is the fact Edelman still had over 110 yards this game, still had, I think it was like eight or nine catches. So, I mean, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. And what's, what's even weirder is that Houston kind of laid out the blueprint for how a team might go about disrupting uh, Tom Brady and it's like the Steelers didn't even watch the tape on that because yeah. they went totally the opposite way dropping eight in coverage and just you know letting him pick them apart yeah you it's, it's hard to game plan for Brady but even um, last yeah. year uh, Denver you know they beat them by getting pressure on him obviously they could still get pressure on him with Von Miller just with a three-man rush but um, you got to get pressure on Brady or he'll sit back there and just pick you apart I mean and we sung James Harrison's praises the other week for getting pressure but obviously you know, to no avail when they were insisting on only blitzing three or four. Yeah. Or not, not blitzing at all. If you talk about teams that execute game plans to perfection on a consistent basis, yeah. it's the New England Patriots. Yeah. Every single bloody 100%. week in the NFL. Yeah, I, loved, I loved, also loved uh, Falcons game planning, though. That was, yeah, that really was good. spectacular. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Even the, uh, the Steelers, I forget which player it was, one of the Steelers players came out uh, on the defensive side of the ball and just said they were not ready for all the no-huddle yeah. adjustments that Tom Brady made. But he's been doing that his whole career, so it's crazy. They that, were going uh, a lot faster than then, uh, the Steelers expected. Yeah. 
the subtle influence of Chip Kelly, who might be showing up uh, next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is him that... and Belichick have a good. Uh, hey, come on. Him and Belichick have a good relationship, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go there. Yeah, and I think uh, what really put the nail in the coffin for the Steelers not having any secondary options. Uh, I mean, we saw Julio Jones in the in the Falcons game. Uh, overcome uh, the double teams and whatnot, but uh, obviously Malcolm Butler and uh, Devin McCourty are a little bit better than Haha Clint Dix and Ladarius uh, Gunter. Uh, so AB had trouble getting open. I think until the final drive, he only had six catches for 66 yards, which is very un AB like. Uh, and they just don't have anyone else to go to. The story of the game was all these drops. On the first drive, uh, we saw Big Ben get into a third and one and go long to Sammy Coates and the ball goes straight through his hands. And that happened multiple times this game in key situations. Uh, Kobe Hamilton as well with a couple of bad drops. Yeah, in the end zone. Yeah. You think uh, Big Ben calls it quits? No, no, I don't think so. No. All because he's still got AB Man, what is, and, Le- and Bell there. What That's is with this, what is with this season? Every, every round, it seems like so one of the teams who gets knocked out, someone says they're retiring, like, oh, you know, and they're all butthurt after losing, but they'll all come back. No, it's because the press thinks that they're butthurt, and then they make the assumption that, okay, well, you know, he's old, he's beaten up, it's not going to happen. But, yeah, again. You, no, but the, these players are starting the fires. The, the players are the ones who comment. are saying, like, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm going to defend the media on that comment. <laughs> Big Ben came out and said that yeah, I yeah, oh, if I come back. I, I'm not. Yeah, you, I'm you not got, saying it's you guys just take a nice storyline and run with it. Well, I don't say if I come back. Yeah, it's true. He said he he, he does get hit a lot, and he's always well. That's the injured. thing. He gets hit a lot. Yeah. He holds the ball. Like, he's a big boy, but yeah. he gets hit a lot. It takes a lot to bring him down. So imagine how hard he's getting hit. Yeah. So he and Cam Newton are probably good friends right now. Oh, if yeah. they remember each other's names, I mean, they're probably both pretty concussed. It was cool earlier on in the season when um, the Steelers were playing the Patriots, and I don't think Big Ben was playing, but in the pregame, he went up to Tom Brady and was like, hey, I don't, yeah. I don't ever do this, but uh, can I get your jersey? Like, it'd be really cool to have in my office. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then he's like, what did I say? He's like, man, I respect the hell out of you. Yeah, and then yeah. Tom Brady's like, likewise, man, that was cool. Yeah, it was actually know. the real reason why the, uh, the Steelers lost that game is that 3 a.m. fire alarm. At yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's the reason. They didn't get. To How it. does that stuff always happen? Someone's Some dedicated yeah. fan is Someone's like, an idiot. "You're right." Yeah, he pleaded uh, guilty. Yeah, I think yeah. He, he fully admitted. Yeah. What did he say? He's like, "I'm drunk, I'm dumb, and I'm a Patriots fan," or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. It was the quote or something like that. His words, his friends uh, dared him to do it. Yeah. Word, words to live by. And how much do you think uh, Big Ben's looking forward to the, the possible return of Martavis Bryant next year? Yeah, yeah. That, they were really missing him. Like Sammy Coates, so many drops this year. Eli yeah. Rogers played quite well. Eli Rogers played well, though. He had that critical fumble late yeah. as well, which helped, uh, you know, seal the deal yeah. for New England. But uh, he, he's yeah. the perfect, uh, Eli, I think, would be the perfect, like, third um, third option slot yeah. receiver. So if yeah. you have Bryant, Brown, Bell, 100%. I don't think Brown's looking forward to Bryant coming back. Like, here's reports saying that he was all pissed off on the sidelines because he wasn't getting the ball and uh, Ben wasn't throwing oh, the ball. Oh, he's got to understand. You've got to take the long view on that. If you want to contend for a championship, this is the piece that's going to make you a lot better. And it, it probably helps the teams. Yeah, like, but maybe 30, maybe another 75 yards is another 100 grand for some people. That's right? true. People can, well, the question is, I think in this day and age, what means more? Is it that extra 100 grand on the, the contract bonus or is it actually getting to the Super Bowl? Is it just a job or is it an experience? Is it a is it a life? Well, clearly the contract bonuses don't mean anything to Brady. He's going there for the fifth yeah. time. So. And his <laughs> he oh. get he get well, no, it's like, no, of course it is. Well, like if you get to go home to G- Giselle Bunchin, <laughs> do contract bonuses really mean a thing? He's got the best tight end. <laughs> well, I guess this means we have to look at uh, what's happening two weeks from now: Atlanta, New England, in Houston, of all places. So, uh, who you got, gentlemen? 
Oh, man, tough call. I won't be here next week, so I'll yeah. let you guys make your picks next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I might wait a week and see how see how uh, see how I feel next week. But uh, I was looking at the, the Super Bowl prices, ticket prices, and they didn't really move after it was Atlanta, New England got in. But I think if Green Bay had got in, those tickets were going to soar just to watch. Oh no! Two of the two of the top quarterbacks of all time. Well, I think in in business terms, I think that is what they were hoping for. Yeah, by I mean, I think, by far. I think regardless, though, the the excitement factor. I mean, both the uh, Green Bay and uh, the Falcons bring the same exciting, explosive type offenses to the table. So I think either way, you're looking at a crazy, awesome setup for the Super Bowl here. It should be an awesome game. I, I think I said awesome like four times in that sentence, awesome but it's very exciting. Times. Very exciting. That's regardless. okay. You're a teenager. It's, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think. Um, I'm going to go New England. Does the fact that the hoodie has two weeks lead anyone to think that he's probably like head down somewhere right now watching as much tape as he possibly can, oh, making that secret plan to, uh, to totally screw the Falcons? No one can game plan better than Belichick. Look what he did to well, the to the Steelers. Up. I mean, absolutely rendered them totally ineffective. Yeah. He had two weeks this year, this year against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks beat him. That was just a lucky game. <laughs> I'm just saying. Lucky game, lucky game. Resident Seahawks homer? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's always one in every room. Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough to bet against Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, no. that pairing. Okay. I mean, all but, they do is uh, win. They, I mean, you I see will those say having, Sundays are for Belichick if and we're, Brady. If we're talking about game plans, uh, seeing Kyle Shanahan and the way he was able to absolutely dissect that, uh, albeit depleted Green Bay defense, yeah. but uh, all the same. Perfect. They absolutely Bill sure. Belichick's game plan. I think yeah. Belichick said that you know, preparing for Alana isn't that much diffi- more difficult because or for their defense because Dan Quinn was a Seahawks defensive coordinator, obviously, when they were in the Super Bowl. And yeah. no, it's not the same players. No Chancellor, no Thomas, no Moses Brett. Oh, that's his Twitter handle. No, uh, Michael Bennett. <laughs> yeah. But their tendencies are going to be almost exactly the same, if not identical. So, yeah. And you saw who won that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I mean, the, the Atlanta offense is way better than Oh, the no, Seattle, for sure. So 100%. It's interesting. This is one of the uh, one of five times in NFL history that the top scoring offense has met the top scoring defense. Also, you wouldn't really think that that no. the, the Pats defense was the top scoring defense this year. You think of the big names like Ravens, Seahawks, the Giants defense towards the end of the year. It was the Pats who were the most effective at keeping other teams off the scoreboard. And in those other four meetings throughout history, the defensive team has won all four times. Yeah. Defense wins championships, bro. Who is most likely to show up in a DJ Khaled video, uh, the hoodie or Tom Brady? Brady. Brady, 100%. Because the hoodie won't know who DJ Khaled is. He'll call it Insta-snap. Uh, <laughs> also, who do you think would dance better in that video, Brady or Arthur Blank? In the- oh, or, Arthur, oh, Arthur, Arthur Blank. Blank. No, man, Brady, Arthur because Bl- he'll have five championship rings on at that time, then he can go one, two, <laughs> three, four, five. He'll then the, he may just fall over, though. Yeah, exactly. He'll be the second... Uh, Second player to get five Super Bowls, first being Charles Charles Haley. Always forget about Charles Haley. Charles he's Haley just tweeted there, and said uh, he's getting lonely. Sitting there atop the mountain. Is he, is he the only player? He must be the only player that bridged those two dynasties. That went, With, and Niner, which dynasties were those? Nine, Niner Cowboy. Yes. You know. Did you just want to make me yeah. say it or something? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You just wanted to <laughs> well, say it. Either that or Dar was going to say it, but you are the international stats guru. Had to. Had to. And no one man should have all that power. Of note, I was talking about those uh, previous uh, meetings between top-scoring defenses and top-scoring offenses. Uh, one of those meetings was actually when Bill Belichick was the coordinator for the Giants uh, when they had Lawrence Taylor, and they beat six-and-a-half-point favorites, Buffalo. I still don't see the Patriots as like a vaunted D that we're talking about. When we're talking about like these high-scoring defenses, we're talking underrated. about the sh- Really, like, all it is underrated, is... Underrated, yeah. yeah they underrated. play within their system. Yeah. They have great run defense. Uh, I think Allen Branch and Malcolm Brown, their two defensive tackles, were ranked second and third... Uh, respectively, in run stopping by Pro Football Focus, 
yeah, they just all know their roles and, and kind of play within. It's it's interesting that they've traded away so much talent too yeah, on that Jamie side Collins. of the ball, yeah. and it hasn't shown up on the scoreboard. Who got a ridiculous deal in uh, four year fifty four million no. twenty six yeah. and a half guaranteed? Woo. Pay me. So we got a week to kill before the uh, the Super Bowl, which means, of course, the Pro Bowl. Now, is the Pro Bowl still interesting? Are they actually going to do anything to sweeten up the pot to make it uh, interesting for the viewing audience? Um, you know, playing dodgeball, PED influenced, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, PED influenced uh, punt, pass, and kick competition. No, but I saw. I think something that um, Tucker kicked a seventy-yard field goal today in practice, or something like that. Really? Or so they're so the kickers are trying to go at it at each other during practice. Why not? I mean, you know what? It can't hurt. It sort of reeked of desperation when they introduced the draft format uh, with Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice yeah. and sort of the faux rivalries that they would concoct there. But uh, the skills competition may be a little bit of intrigue. Yeah. Flag football. Yeah. I, I used to uh, look forward to the skills comp when I was a kid. So that's the one thing I'm kind of interested in watching. I'll probably forget about it on Saturday and miss it. But uh, What are you more interested in, the NHL skills competition or the, or the Pro Bowl skills competition? They're both uh, this weekend. I, I, think I'll, I think I'll watch the NFL because I haven't seen it for so long. But uh, I just remember watching them, like Steve Smith. Did you see those hot yeah. videos? Oh, like, that was amazing. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm probably going to watch that um, and I'll tape the NHL skills comp. No, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> As I was saying to James, we, we really just need someone like a, a Sean Taylor out there to thump somebody in the oh, pro hole. Oh, so, so, uh, that punter. How many concussions can you inflict in, yeah. a, in a 30 second span? I mean, but that's the thing. The football is just not is suited to this all-star format where you're not playing with your whole heart on the, in the game, right? I think like, Orlando's obviously another part of it. I mean, it, yeah, was in pro, it was in Hawaii for how many years? Players yeah. would be jacked to go and take their families yeah. on mini vacations. Now they're going to Orlando. Like, Yeah, no one cares about it. No. That was like an excuse for them to all be together in Hawaii take their families. with their families. Yeah, Huge selling like point. Yeah. Huge selling point. Now yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not going to Orlando. My arm hurts. Do we know I'm the reason? Going to Disney World. Yeah, that's guys with young kids probably are yeah. all excited and jacked up about it, but well, the, the guys that have, the guys that have done it before are the ones at this point that are like, yeah, screw this, yeah. I'm out. I got better things to do. Or are you covering the Super Bowl all week down in Houston? Or? Yeah, I leave on uh, Sunday and I'm there till Monday. So yeah, full week. Wow, so jealous. Reporting every day. Every day. Wow. Stories on Sportsnet every day. That's my plug. Watch. <laughs> nice. Did you do Vancouver Sportsnet Vancouver? Sportsnet certified. No, that'll be sweet. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Stories every day. I get the I get the Patriots, so that'll be cool. Do stories on obviously Brady, uh, Chris Hogan and his lacrosse background. I'm gonna do Martellus Bennett, Dynasty. Obviously, oh yeah, we didn't touch on Chris Hogan though, at all. Him, even though they already are, how, they're how, a Dynasty. Yeah. How weird was it that he had the exact same stat line as Julio? Nine for 180 and two touchdowns. The exact it's to the not, yardage. Not weird at all, man. He's just he's one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> That lacrosse I, background, man, I'm telling you, run routes to be able to have that hand-eye coordination. You don't need to be an elite receiver if you play lacrosse for four years. But then why, okay, the then team. why don't more... Can, <laughs> that's then, the key part. Come on, man. That's more important than the lacrosse thing. Then why, don't, lacrosse then why don't more Canadian lacrosse players transition into the CFL or the NFL? Because it's not going to make any money playing in the CFL. Also, or at lacrosse, let's not forget. There's no money in lacrosse. Yeah, exactly. Let's not forget. So. Unfortunately, it's a great sport to watch. It's fun. Yeah. No one would ever be talking about Hogan if he wasn't on the Patriots. Also, no one would be talking about Hogan if he didn't have two touchdowns on 180 yards receiving. Yeah. Mind you, even before this, when he was in Buffalo, people were saying that it was odd that he got tendered. I don't even think they tendered him at a like so that they would get a draft pick if he was signed away. They yeah. just tendered him at the lowest level, unrestricted. Uh, whatever it is, unrestricted free agent level. Yeah. And then the Pats swept in and took him. Again, leave it to Bill. Leave it to Bill. Leave yeah. it to Bill, man. And then there was uh, another underrated player that the, the Pats got this year was Eric Rowe. Yeah. Right? Like he was he was cut, I believe, by the Eagles. I think he went on waivers, and he's a huge impact player for the Patriots. Belichick just 
finds these gems, finds these cast gems, off man. from other teams. Yeah, and then if they want too money, he tells them to take a hike. Take a hike, or he gets value out of them somehow. Yeah, you know, trades them. Gentlemen, moving on to the hard court and uh, this week's uh, NBA talk. The Raptors have lost uh, five straight um, as of the uh, time that I did my notes. Uh, I believe the Cavs had lost, uh, was it four or five of their last nine? Is it time for the East to start panicking? I mean, I don't think the Cavs should start panicking in spite of what LeBron's been saying recently well, about them Le- needing LeBron help. I know he's going full panicking. panic. He's going full panic. I know. I mean, they're still the best team in the East. Yeah. LeBron, the player, no one's going to argue. The coach, else. the GM, pretty much the owner. LeBron is everything. To LeBron that is team. everything. The self-appointed king. I love. Here's him. the thing about the Raptors. Irv, do you have something to say about this? I do have something <laughs> to say about the Raptors. Okay, there's no DeRozan, first of all. One game. One game. Yeah, but still, you lose a guy. That's more of a mental thing too. Your best player, sure. your leading scorer. Maybe talk about being the NFL, the NBA MVP this season. Ooh. You lose oh my him. God. No, so let's not go that far. No, I that's. Know. You never know. He's good. I'm a Raptors homer, as you can see. I'll take, I'm happy I'll that take he made you. the all-star team, though, because no, he, deserved, the, he are, deserved an the Raptors, all-star team. We said, said this on the last podcast. Yeah. Then it was five weeks ago, whatever damn time I did it. The Raptors are the best tier two level team in the NBA. Sure, tier two. Yeah. yeah. So they're still not, even when they have all their best players, they're still not as good as a Cleveland team missing Kyrie. I don't think they are. Okay, let's talk about the tiers and who is in, in tier one? Cleveland and Golden State? Cleveland, Golden State, yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. You can almost argue the Rockets. Okay, well, if are out there. I was going to say, if yeah. you're going to go San Antonio, though, do you go OKC? No, I don't think OKC no, no. this season. I think, yeah, yeah. What Russell, what Russell Westbrook is doing is unbelievable. He's what, got 19 triple doubles, or is Mr. It 21. 21. Is it 20 now? 21. Mr. Angry. 21. Yeah. He's, 21? At, he's okay. at 21 now. But still, like his team, you look at his team without Russell Westbrook. There's no one on that team that can do anything. Yeah. On the other teams, they kind of have guys. Those tier, those those good teams and the those the top level teams. Yeah. But uh, back to the Raptors, um, I think you do need to panic a little bit. Their offense is so stale, and they just pass the ball to DeRozan or Lowry and let them do their thing. And this is mind you, that had been working at the beginning of this season. They were one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Just doing that, sure. But dependency on two guys doesn't work. And you and I were talking about this earlier in terms of the fact that they're looking at uh, JV as being their secondary scoring. And whilst JV has improved to a degree, and he does a great GoDaddy commercial. He's still not. I want the mini me. The mini, the mini me. I I Google it. They actually are selling. They're all sold out. But the. There's, the Raptors have actually they've only lost four in a row, um, but they lost to the 76ers, which is terrible. DeRozan played in that game. Then they lost to Charlotte, which is fine. You lose the Hornets. Um, they're a good team, but they lost by like 35 points. So that was concerning. And DeRozan played in that game as well. Then they lost at home against Phoenix. That's the big one. That was bad. DeRozan was playing again. He got hurt last that game. game. Didn't he? Yeah, he got hurt towards that game. the end. But though. he still led the team in scoring that game. Yeah. And then their last loss was against San Antonio at home without DeRozan. Which like is okay, but I think and they didn't have Kawhi. They didn't have no, Kawhi. They were missing Powell Kawhi, Tony Parker. Um, they were literally playing. I mean, Z? sure, they had Lamarcus Aldridge in, and they had David Lee. But other than that, I mean, the Raptors they, don't have like they've spent a lot of money on Jared Sullinger. Great guy, yeah. interviewed him a bunch. Yeah. He's not very good at basketball. <laughs> like I, that's but not the, money he, well spent. Well, he was being brought in to fill. Uh, I know he got hurt. He was replacing Bismack, and Bismack, let's be honest, was not very good at basketball either. No, but Bismack was there to do his job. I mean, I know Sullinger got hurt, but the games that he's played. This season, he hasn't looked good at all. Also, what happened to Damari Carroll? He lit it up that one game for me in FanDuel, and I've been riding him ever since, and it, it's been the death of me. That's because Damari Carroll is supposed to be on that team for defense, and it's yeah. just he's and not. he's taking a lot of shots, but he's missing all of them. Literally, taking, taking his six, last four stat lines: six, six shots and not a lot yeah. of shots. Oh, <laughs> so, oh for six, four for twelve, one for seven, oh for six. He, altogether, he's shooting sixteen percent from every, the field. Every time uh, you watch the playoffs. Uh, 
all the commentators X factor is always Carroll. Yeah, because you never know when he could go off for twenty five or twenty or to thirty points, yeah. or he's going to have negative four. Well, yeah. he's just not going to be. <laughs> then, good. does this mean that the Raps are going to be serious contenders on the uh, the trade market? Because uh, the trade deadline is coming up, and uh, there are teams that are considering possibly just dumping, yeah. um, you know, resources. You almost never see um, big trades anymore at the deadline. No, not in the NBA. The it's because people are because sca- they're scared to. Remember when David Stern stopped the Chris Paul trade yeah, to the Lakers? Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Now the. Um, I think the only good trade for the Raptors would have been getting Paul Millsap, but apparently he's off the market now. Yeah, that, that might have been the, uh, the player that maybe took him over the top. Brooke yeah. Lopez? Brooke Lo- but then you play him and JB together, Twin Towers? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You need to. Yeah. you got to do something. Yeah. Like, if they want to compete against Cleveland, let's be honest, Cleveland's going to go to the Eastern Final. Yeah. Mm, let's be real. I mean, unless yeah. somehow they lose to the Boston Celtics. Unless, they get, unless they're injured, they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, as Isaiah Thomas would like to remind you, he is the best player in basketball right now. Yes, and he also <laughs> thinks that all black attire is cute. Yeah, and, um, then they, and then they lost. And then they lost, yeah. exactly. But no, I, I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are the number one in the East, and the Raptors are going to need to do, do whatever to beat Cleveland. They don't need to worry about beating anyone else. I think they can do it. They just got to beat Cleveland. And how do you do it? You need to get that X-factor player. Like you said, Damari Carroll could go off, but you don't, you don't try and do that. You try and get a bonafide star. I like, uh, we just got a comment on our live post um, from Graham, who said, why spend so much time analyzing teams that at best will make the conference finals? The NBA is a two-team race, has been since day one. And I think we're all we all agree with that. Oh yeah, I'm not lying. It's gonna be goal. It's gonna but be. But you goal still gotta talk basketball. Come on, we man. can say. I think we can we can stretch it and say a three team race. I think San Antonio has proven that they're gonna give anyone yeah. a good run with, for it with Pop um, at the helm. With Pop, but uh, with Pop Toronto, let's stop talking about them. They're they're next. gonna make okay. Next, mo- okay, moving uh, moving on then. Thanks, uh, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, thanks. Graham. What's up? Uh, what does the NBA need to do to improve the uh, all-star voting situation? Uh, they complain about the fans uh, having too much control over the vote, and then the, uh, the boys come in and essentially cover their own. Uh, a vast number of individuals uh, who haven't actually played more than a game or two getting all-star votes this year. I mean, that's just a... Does it, the NBA all-star game is also a joke. It's a they fun, it's a fun all week, the all-star though. games are jokes. No, no the, the NHL one's good. What? That the was the on worst three? one of all. The three on three? Yeah. Come on. I don't know. I was going to say on. NBA is the best out of the major league. No, the, we've already oh, had oh, MLB. 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 We've, we've already had the John Scott situation. Fair. Um, no, I don't, I don't think that you give players a chance because when you did that, at least look what happened this year. Like you just said, um, players had voted for other players who had never played a game in the NBA. And Steve Kerr, I think, called it a joke. He said, I could think of about 30 guys on that list who got votes. The thing is that players didn't vote for other players. Players voted for themselves. No, no, no. We yeah, had but they voted, voted for other players. They, they voted like, for other players. Obviously, they voted for other players. People like Michael Beasley had like six, seven votes. Who like, do you think why? voted for Michael Beasley? Michael Beasley. Well, no, it's because yes. guys, guys were Isaiah actually... And, and guys were yeah. voting for other players. They were essentially... They were voting strategically to block other guys when their teammates were in competition with them. Gotcha. The dunk competition is the best part of the All-Star game, and yeah. they need to have a rematch of Zach Levine yep. and uh, Aaron Gordon. And I would bring him back Vince Carter because I would just love to see him one more time. Can we, can we have like a veterans dunk contest? You know, get like... Uh, get On one Dom- of those Fisher-Price hoops? Get Spud Webb back in, get Dominique, uh, Nate Robinson. I just still, go and get all the guys who are playing in the big three league to come back yeah, for yeah, the yeah, dunk yeah. competition. I still have, uh, yeah. I have Vince Carter on a VHS tape that I... I think it was like 2005 dunk comp maybe. It was like Vince, T-Mac... Uh, Steve on a, Francis on a VHS on a VHS that from was, 2005 that was the most epic I think it was maybe even earlier I think the most epic was 2005 <laughs> Maybe it was John doesn't know. Your, know. John timeline? doesn't know what a VHS tape is. Your timeline when, is <laughs> off, man. Stats guru, stats guru, stats guru. When was T Mac and Vince and uh, Steve Francis? Oh one. Was that oh one? I think so. I was only four years off. 
Yeah, four years. Four years. That's only like 10% of John's life. Like, that's not very long. <laughs> that's so, just a low blow, man. Speaking of low blows, the <laughs> Lakers just had the biggest loss in their team history this past week to Dallas. Uh, getting, that is a low blow. Uh, yeah. Uh, to losing to Dallas, of all people, by a good 40-odd points. Uh, Shouts out to who is ever texting me right now. Um, all right. Is there a widening gap between the haves and the have-nots in the uh, the NBA, or are we actually seeing a grow, or is the divide growing closer together? Are we seeing uh, more parity in the NBA these days? Well, the Lakers suck. Lakers are bad. Yeah, I, I think definitely a big divide. Huge. I think, I think there's still mourning. I think it needs to be a solid four or five years for the Kobe shadow to finally leave LA where these players can start actually yeah. playing and not being scared that Kobe's watching. But they're Kobe's really at home hanging not out. helping themselves. Like, I mean, you look at the front signings. Office. Yeah, no, the front yeah. office is not helping them at all. I mean, you sign guys like Timothy Mozgov for yeah. whatever, mil. 60, yeah, 64 million or whatever it was. And then uh, Al Deng, sort of a role player for like a $72 million contract. I mean, these are just horrible moves. Yeah. And the, everyone knew they were horrible moves right from the outset. And sure enough, they panned out as just terrible. The, yeah. best, the best move that they did was signing their head coach. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Walton. That's the best move that they did. But it seemed like when they... So Luke Walton, you got D'Angelo Russell, you got Jordan Clarkson. I mean, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. It's like, sweet. That's you it. Got that's, a, that, a young, that's your core. Yeah, you got yeah. a core. You got a young movement. And then... I don't know what is it. They didn't want to have like a crazy losing culture, or why do you bring in Dang and Mozgov? You have so much money that you can save. Maybe bring in a superstar the year after. Um, I actually thought it was going to be Russell Westbrook, but he's not going anywhere. Neither is Demar. Oh, Rose. Well, it, it, Neither it's, is Demar it's, Rose, and Yeah, it's ownership feeling that they can compete now and not wanting to you know have another down year or two to save that money to actually go to war. But who in their right mind thinks yes, Mozgov would let us compete this year? No one. No idiots. One. Idiots. And to signing for, you know, the long term that they did. Like, yeah. they had this experiment the year before with Roy Hibbert, you know, aging veteran. Oh, maybe we can get the pick and roll going with D'Angelo Russell. But it, that failed. So why double down on it this year? Yeah. Doesn't make any Lou sense. Williams, who's pretty good player. He's a six-man yeah. of the year in Toronto. I know. Then you got big money in L.A. Sweet Lou. You look at the roster, and Slug there's actually, dude. like, a lot of young Young pieces players, here yeah. that that should be good in the future. So the Lakers fans at least have something to look forward to. I mean, sure, Timothy Mozgov didn't work out, but the other day uh, their rookie Zubak uh, had a hell of a game. So there's that to look forward to. Yeah. And his there go-to is... and his go-to move is the sky hook. It's the first player to bring that back. So you know, sort of fitting. It's happening in L.A. They, they do need Stop to... it. No one. No. There one is optimism no with the L.A. Lakers, but it's one of those things that it's going to be like. I don't know if anyone remembers when the Chicago Blackhawks sucked for like 10 years. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things. They're going to suck for a while. Yeah. And the problem is, L- I mean, it's not really in LA because people are still going to buy tickets because it's the Lakers. It's the Lake Show. So they're not going to have a problem selling tickets, which is why I don't think ownership really cares that much. I'm if just, you're still worried about not making They money. have to clean house soon, though. No, the buses are... What do you mean clean house? No. Well, like get rid of, get rid of Jim Bus. No. They don't have to. No, they, they don't have to. They will join you. He's a... You, you can't... You, as Jed York put it, he is the owner. You cannot dismiss owners. All right, exactly. Then, then the GM. But you got to. This is. This, Who, Mitch? They've been bad for too long. Cupcheck? It was, what was his name? Cupcheck, yeah. yeah. It was tough with, with Kobe. Bless Did you have to say it with an accent? Yeah. This is a cool name cool. to say. Uh, I'm just not sure D'Angelo Russell is a superstar. I don't think so either. So, I agree with you. I don't think Brandon. I think Brandon Ingram might be a better player than D'Angelo, yeah. William, D'Angelo yeah. Russell is. Ingram does remind me of, of uh, Durant. Just yeah. a bit more raw. Because he's tall and lanky. Tall and lanky. Yeah. And he can shoot, he can yeah. drive, he can do kind of a bit of everything. But uh, I think Ingram and Randall are the two best players in the next few years. Does Graham have anything to say about our basketball talk? Graham, do you have anything to say about our basketball talk? Graham. Don't We're, individually call out. He's the only one that commented. <laughs> Where are you at? He's commenting. 
Or if you're uh, watching and you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Fans Unite, hashtag Fans Unite Huddle. Ask questions, comment on John's hair. Don't, don't scare away our few viewers. I mean, my hair is impeccable today. So, Gentlemen, your hardwood picks for this week. Who is I picking again? There were so many games today, which is nice. Um, well, that's good because there's not a lot of NHL games Not a lot today. of NHL. And there's so many picks I like, and I'm going to probably pick the one that loses, and all the other ones are going to win. But I'm going with OKC. OKC. Wow. They're on the road. Um, they're playing New Orleans. I'm hoping Anthony Davis is out, although Terrence oh. Jones is a beast, apparently. Yeah. He's a beast. But uh, I'm taking OKC. I'm taking uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. I think whenever you watch OKC, it's like Westbrook dominates, dominates. He goes out of the game. They go down by 10, and he has to come, back, back. Like, come back. 20 points. Like, I just want him to play 48 minutes, and then maybe they're going to win every game. I am uh, going to stick with the theme of day of the Lakers sucking and take the Portland Trailblazers at Somewhere minus swaggy nine and a half. Th- that could swaggy be... could go off for Swaggy three today. You never know. But I'm taking the Portland Trailblazers against. He only the gets one Lakers. of those a year. I know. I'm going to go with the Rockets. It's kind of a cop out. Right. Minus four over the Celtics. That's not a cop out because I think they're going to lose. You think they're going to lose? Yeah. They're not going to lose that game. Boston's coming out of back to back without Avery Bradley. Yeah. No, this isn't going. This isn't going Boston's way. They could, maybe within four. If Isaiah puts up forty, then they got a chance. I'll give you that. And uh, I'm going to be uh, Dar's counterpoint. I'm actually going to take the Pelicans over the Thunder. Uh, the line is uh, they are dogs on that one, but not by much. And uh, as you're saying, even if Anthony Davis is out, uh, Terrence is probably going to you know co- he's been he's been very good as a replacement, and I, uh, so I like him there. Fly Pelicans, fly. <laughs> Oh, were we going to talk about the, the crazy day uh, the other day? Yeah, Eight out of cool. nine dogs winning? That was cool. Yeah, let's... Uh, so there was a... Uh, <laughs> I heard about this one. There, yeah, was, there was an interesting discussion that we were having here where uh, our, our man Dar here, the, uh, the patron saint of picks, uh, was uh, thinking that uh, you know, he could go in and make a lot of money. Uh, and you too can make a lot of money by going and uh, testing your picks at fansunite.com. Wager your units and make that happen. And tailing our picks. Yes, tail, uh, tail Dar's picks, uh, tail Earth's picks, tail my picks, uh, tail Kobe's picks. Kobe? <laughs> no Kobe's picking. Kobe, who you got? So yeah, we were looking at the, at the slate on, what was it, Monday? And there was a lot of odd dogs, I guess, that we thought could win. And we just kept talking to each other saying... You know, it's a dog day. These dogs can win. Um, obviously, we didn't think all of them were going to win, but we decided to parlay all the dogs. And there were nine dogs, and eight dogs won. A $10 bet on all the dogs on Monday was going to net you $1.5 million. And the only dog that lost was the damn Nets <laughs> at home. <laughs> Against Which, the Spurs with nobody. The Spurs like, were out four out of five starters, yeah. and they beat them by like 30. Was that injury, or, or was that just Pop having one of his resting days? It was a resting day, really. Um, but it was some injuries. Like Kawhi Leonard, they're playing. They're being cautious with him. Yeah. Uh, Ginobili, he was hurt. Uh, Pau Gasol broke his hand in, uh, in warm-up right. last week. Um, but they still won on the road by like 30 points. That yeah. was the one we were most sure about. Yeah, too, I thought that was. Crazy. I thought that was. An, oh, we said Nets could lose by forty, or they they could win this game, and we were hoping they would, they would win this game. But that was a fun night of dogs. Uh, Miami with Dion Waiters hitting the game winner. That was that was Russell a dirty Westbrook shot. with the game winner. In Clay's face. Dude. Should we expect? So good. Should we expect this more often? Dogs, no, no. no. That I don't think that'll happen again. That the, 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 the one, the one for twenty seventeen. That was our chance to to win a mill and it, we, and it we, was too good that one I think the Cleveland Cavaliers will lose to a dog the rest of the season yeah well LeBron's angry yeah. it was too uh, good you, you the, woke uh, the beast and he's not getting any younger no that Reddit post that, that went up the next day and then there was a, a top comment on it that said how many DGNs do you think are following this post now that are going to start betting all the yeah. dogs yeah. <laughs> and the one guy commented right after DGEN tailing there's actually I mean there's some good dogs today um, 
like I said, I don't. I wouldn't put it past Boston to win. They're they're a big dog. Um, Brooklyn, I'm not ever betting on them again. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls are at home. They're a dog. They can win. Lynn Sanity has let you down. New York, the Knicks. Very are good dogs. documentary. He's yeah, not even playing. Good. Is he? Is he back? No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's out. out. Like yeah. He's out. Reaggravated it. Gentlemen, moving on to the NHL. Uh, Henrik Sedin is the first Vancouver Canuck to a thousand points. So that's all. So. Good for Hank. Good for Hank. Is that the highlight of the Canucks season? Yep. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I think they... You would play devil's advocate. I knew if I said no, you'd say yes. The, and improve, if I said the yes, improvements no. on defense? There haven't been that many, but I don't think that... I mean, obviously... As opposed okay, to it, it being an atrocious hole. So they lose. So I think one of the highlights of the season, not that many people remember, is they tied fran- their franchise best for wins to start the season. They, I know it was only 4-0, and then they lost the next nine. Yeah. But no one, no one in hell gave them any chance no to do anything. No one's remembering well, that. They, uh, they had 65. Uh, they were the USA Today and uh, Hockey News projected them to get 65 points this season. Yeah. They're going to pass that. Yeah, yeah. Henrik Sedin's 1,000 points. You knew it was going to come, though. I mean, he said that it took too long to come. Yeah. Um, Daniel Sedin said that, or Daniel Sedin's 1,000 points is going to come next year. So we're going to talk about them being him being the guy next year but Henrik Sedin is yes the he's the best thing that's ever happened to this franchise he's their best player that night as soon as he retires 33 is going to go up to the rafters it was a special night it was the loudest I've heard that building in a couple years yeah it was unreal it was really fun and talking to him after was awesome so it was cool and, and it was just really cool to see uh, he did it against like you know Bob, Bobby Lou so and then Longo gave him the sick tap after yeah right that after. was cool that it was, was all class see. yeah a lot of class but that's good friends they're still good friends and perfect for it to happen at home in front of the home crowd so yeah. I mean it was just it couldn't have couldn't have lined up any better yeah because they were going on the road after for uh yeah, still the road. but yeah. even uh or when they were uh, they had won their first four games of the season they hadn't led in any of the in no any they didn't of lead games. in any of the games they so that's what made it even better yeah but then but that was the you just knew they weren't going to be that good <laughs> no and i mean no they're not you knew it was a house of cards ready to come down here's so. the next like their next schedule i mean their schedule now is unbelievably tough they yeah. still have to play they haven't played san jose once they have yeah. to play them five times yeah, that'll be probably in three weeks that'll, that'll be five losses i think yeah san jose is yeah. a very good team yeah. so i mean to say it's the highlight of the Canucks season, I don't think it is, but I mean, most people would point that way. As a fan, I think that was the highlight. As a fan, for sure. Yeah. That was the highlight. And then maybe the next highlight would be like the expansion draft when we get to get to get rid of some players like Spisa <laughs> or Dorset. Um, Dorset's not going anywhere. I know. Spisa might. Spisa, Never know. Yeah, Spisa, uh, Alex Biega. Contract him up. Yeah, who are we going to expose? We're probably we're probably we'll probably expose Sabisa Dorset. Uh, well, are we are we at a point now, gentlemen, where the NA, the teams are beginning to think more about the expansion draft? And oh yeah, actually, uh, you have to. And uh, you know, are we? You know, like names are being put in hats to th- uh, you know, for consideration. I think the top tier teams already know who they're going to um, not protect. And these top tier teams that are going to look for rental players to help them trying to win a Stanley Cup yeah. are going to have to think about it even more because you bring in another guy. It's like, okay, well, if he helps us win a cup, yeah, maybe we'll sign him next year, but we probably won't. Yeah. So then does that guy really want to go to a team if they run the risk of maybe being exposed and have to go live in Vegas, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, I love I, Las I Vegas. Like that, that would be one of the best things in the world. There's probably <laughs> some, there's probably some players out there like a, a Zach Cassian, like, let's do it. Yeah. Probably second Cassian, like, let's go. No, I think Cass is doing really well right on the coattails of Connor McDavid. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, as much as I've heard in Edmonton is not a very, very good city. Um, I think playing with Connor McDavid will make everything better there. Yep. The uh, trade deadline uh, coming up as well. Uh, a lot of the consideration of guys that may be uh, up for uh, grabs. Uh, uh, Redding Verbata for the umpteenth time. Brian Gianta. Are we going to see? Are we going to see anything big uh, come the trade deadline, or is it really just going to be a lot of you know journeymen, spare parts, third line centers? 
Rental guys. Rental guys. Yeah. yeah. A lot of teams might look for defensive depth. The, uh, San Jose just lost a guy in Tommy Wingles. They traded him to the Ottawa Senators, so they might look for a guy like a Tommy Wingles to help round out their third and fourth lines. Um, it's funny because you look at the Canucks, they'll be a team that if they're in the thick of it come, play, or come trade deadline at the end of February... I can see them still being buyers at the deadline oh, yeah. and trying to make the playoffs, yeah. which is mind-blowing to people that cover the team, to fans. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, can, I think we can all agree that most fans want to rebuild. Tear down, rebuild, just be crappy for however many years. You saw it last year yeah. when Dan Hamuse, uh they wouldn't trade him. No. Like, why not? Well, yeah. I mean, that was just an awful situation. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't think, think that they're going to be... I, I think that if they're in it, they're going to be buyers, which would just piss everyone off. Yeah. I think they're going to stand pat. But like uh, Benning, they, they always do. Benning said he's not going to ask his players to waive their no trade clauses. No, and he's not going to. He could trade a defenseman though. He did say that recently. Okay. He said they do have defensive depth. Yeah. So maybe a guy like Jordan Subban. I mean, he's a good depth guy. They're not going to trade Ole Olevi. They love him. Well, yeah. they literally just brought Subban up. I mean, what is he going to get them if anything? They brought him up because they had to run the risk of Andre Padan clearing waivers to send him down. So yeah. that's the only reason why Subban came up. He's not going to play. If he plays, I'll be shocked. They're actually saying he might play. Tonight. Tonight? Really? Yeah, because yeah, I think Edler might be hurt. No, he's Edler's playing. He's playing? Yeah. You would obviously know more than me. Yeah, so. Edler's playing. Yeah. We had a question come in on Twitter from uh, our man and uh, frequent blog contributor, Richard Waterhouse. Rich wants to know our thoughts on Austin Matthews uh, possibly being captain of the Leafs next season. And uh, are young pro- do young prospects make good captains? Uh, Kobe, obviously. Kobe, relax. Uh, Kobe Co- doesn't like Austin Matthews. Kobe is not a big Austin Matthews fan, not a big Leafs fan in general. The fact that he's American or the fact that he's in the Leaf sounds so, like John's stomach after <laughs> So there is. You can't account for this. This is. I love live radio. <laughs> What's up, dog? Literally. So there is actually a precedent. The dog is up. There, there is a precedent for uh, young prospects getting uh, getting given the C. Uh, the most obvious and most recent one probably being Connor McDavid. Yep. Crosby uh, got it. Crosby got it. Uh, if you want to go back that far, Crosby uh, even further. Uh, Iserman. Yep. Uh, Landeskog. Landeskog. Yep. Landeskog. You have to look at those players, though. Landeskog, Iserman, Crosby, McDavid. Like, look at those. Like, Crosby led his team to a championship. McDavid will. Yep. Iserman did. Landeskog, unfortunately, he's in a terrible situation right now in Colorado. Oh, you know. Um, But as far as the Leafs go, I think that, yeah, Austin Matthews, he's not cut from the same cloth as every single NHL or most NHLers that are in the league. You know, he grew up in Phoenix hung up or hung out with, you know, just at the rink by himself. He got really, really good at hockey. Went to Switzerland. He's already played a year pro. Yeah. So he has that under his belt. I'd give it to Austin Matthews. Like, I don't give it to Mitch Marner. I don't give it to Morgan Riley. I don't give it to Nazem Kadri. Totally. I'd give it to Austin Matthews. Totally. He's your best player. He scored four goals in his NHL debut. Yeah. And he looks like a once-in-a-generational generational, generational type yeah. player. He is. So, he is a generational uh, player. I would give it to him next year for sure. Is yeah. it just based on production, though? Because you've no. got to have, no, that, you've gotta have that leadership quality, though, which he just, I don't know, it, just, it struck me in the well, pre-draft I, process. He kind of has this sort of like, you but know, he, but he, he leads, he's cocky. He's cocky. He's, he's a cocky American. He leads by no example. No offense to any of our American people, but he is. <laughs> he leads by example, and that's what you want. Yeah, he does. He does his play through the talking, but when things need to be said in the room, I know for a fact that he's come out and said stuff. Really? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, Matt Martin's on that team, and he's taken those two under his wing, yep. uh, Marner and Matthews, but... You know, Matthews is his own beast, and he's a wicked hockey player. Like, the Leafs are fun to watch. No, no, no one's disputing the talent, obviously, yeah. or the production. I just, you know. Well, Mitch Marner, Mitch behavior, Marner is right? leading all rookies in points, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just production, but Matthews is the, you know he's the guy who's going to maybe take this team uh, to the playoffs. Most yeah. times, it is it is your best player, though. Yeah. That is your captain. I mean, 
Steve Eisman, Gabe Landeskog. You can argue that Nathan McKinnon and Matt Duchesne are better. Yeah. So there but, you go. But did, did they even have uh, those guys when they named Landeskog the I think, yeah. captain? Yeah. McKinnon might have been a rookie that year. Yeah. yeah. Duchesne was there for sure. Yeah. Colorado, Colorado could be sellers. This du- yeah. Duchesne will be there forever. I don't know. I think this is the year that uh, they might be big-time sellers. Yeah. They're, in, they're in a heap of trouble over there. I agree with that. But that, that needs to start way up at the top with that team. Yeah. Like, I think Sackick needs to, needs to go maybe. Yeah. I mean, they went with the whole, like, nostalgia Sackick <laughs> and, and Raw as their kind of front office. So they got rid of Raw. Now, um, let's see well went. Yeah. Hey, same with the Knucks. Go nostalgia with the Linden. With Linden, but he doesn't. I mean, he's um, he's not the GM, right? right. So. He's the president. He's just a. He's the yeah, face. He's, he's there. Yeah, he's the face. He's the face. Yeah. Like, but we look at the Canucks. Bull Horvat will be the next captain. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Right. So we still got a few few years until that happens, but yeah, at least three or four, maybe. Yeah. Also, talk about how painful that is for the Sedin staff to go through a full rebuild if we don't, you know, try to make moves. But I don't the, like. Stuff. They don't want. They don't see themselves. Daniel did an interview. I can't remember, or Henrik did an interview. Can't remember where it was, and he said. They, he was asked, do you see yourself leaving? He goes, no, I don't. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to leave. They don't want to go. They're, they've committed themselves. They're about that life. And they want to be here to be a part of this rebuild or retool, whatever the hell the Canucks are doing. Yeah. They want to be a part of that. And for the Canucks, what better two human beings to have do that and to mentor young players? Is that John Stomach again? What better two <laughs> human beings to have do that than Daniel and Henrik Sedin? Yeah. They're, okay. they're amazing guys. And they, yeah, their, their families are here. Their kids are growing up here. They don't care to win, I think, at this point in their careers. No, I totally agree. So speaking of a couple of not-so-amazing guys, uh, it's time to play Three Stars of the Week. Boom. Uh, three Stars of the Week, Connor Sheary, Thomas Grice, and uh, TJ Oshie. It's really hard. It is hard. Pick one. Sheary's playing playing great, but uh, I mean, he also gets to play in Pittsburgh where they just get to load up I mean, on points. Considering with, uh, who you're, considering who you're playing with, yeah. it's a guarantee that if you end up on like the first or second lines, you're probably going to get some points. Yeah, I but, don't think anyone saw Sherry doing this, though. But He's, yeah, this level of productivity. Last five games. Yeah. Nine in his last four. Nine in his last Three four. multi-point performances. Uh, he's been glued on Crosby's left wing ever since he came into the league, though. So, I mean, awesome situation to fall in. But like, uh, at the same like, time, making the most of it. Kind of like Kunitz a few years ago. Yeah, uh, that's how Kunitz got onto won a gold medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did absolutely nothing but just, just coattails of uh, Crosby. But I'm going with Thomas Grice. Uh, yeah. uh, he's just playing playing really really good hockey. And I think after we watched the World Championships this year, we thought Halak might be back to form, being one of the top goalies. Uh, nope. In the league, but no. They, AHL uh, baby, AHL. Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Yeah, Grice looks so good that they just decided to wave Halak. So. I'm going with uh, Grice. He's proven to be an actual number one goalie. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with Grice as well. Yeah. I just I like the, the fact that he's outplayed uh, someone like Halak, who has the veteran experience, and uh, you know now Halak gets to ride the uh, ride the bus and uh, make uh, seven figures, you know, in a small town somewhere. <laughs> that actually boggles my mind that that they still get paid the full salary when they get dropped down. I'm actually guaranteed, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Who are you picking? Uh, I was going to go with Connor Sheary just because of the productivity. It's crazy. Nine yeah. points in four games. And our, our apologies to TJ Oshie this week. I'm gonna go, I'll go TJ Oshie. I'll nice. play devil's advocate. I'll go TJ Oshie. He's a great player on a very good team with a lot of superstars, and he's still making the most of it. You know, you're behind Ovechkin. You're behind Kuznetsov. Uh, Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7, is there too. Um, and TJ Oshie still manages to put up wicked points. Is this the year that the Caps take it all? There's been they've been trying, they've been clawing. You know, everyone talks about them as being like a strong pick to go all the way, and they gas out in the playoffs. Is this the year that Ovi finally gets to fill the cup with vodka? I can see them. Vodka. <laughs> yeah, I can see them going all the way. I don't think they're gonna win it. Yeah, 
We, I, we talk about this every year with the Caps. Yeah. yeah. It's Ovi's unbelievable. I'm not going to discount how good Ovi is. He's unreal. And Kuznetsov, and they've got a wicked goalie in Braden Hopi, but I just don't think that they have what it takes to get to that next level. Like Carl Olsner is a very good defenseman. They don't have a stud defenseman, and you need a stud defenseman to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Look at their past Cup winners. Look at who they've had on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Blackhawks have had, you know, Duncan Keith and, and Seabrook. Seabrook and uh, the, the Bruins had Chara. The, the Doughty, Kings have had Doughty. Doughty. Like, yeah. That's what you get for getting rid of Mike Green. Yeah. Well, Mike Green's having fun in Detroit now, isn't he? Yeah. But I, I think that they're good enough to get there. I just don't think they're good enough to win it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, and I love Ovi. I'm a yeah. huge Ovi fan. But they finally have a coach that maybe will allow them to get yeah. past the first couple of rounds. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Barry Trotz is an amazing coach, yeah. too. Yeah. Didn't have that before. So no. they're obviously going to contend to get there. Again, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to win it. Yeah. Back to, back to TJ Oshie, I was just kind of remembering. What was, I think it was in the Olympics, maybe, when it went into the shootout. And in the Olympics, you can put the same player back to sh- keep shooting. And I think they threw out Oshie like eight times in a row. And yeah. he had the sickest hands. And he was just scoring like every time. It was unbelievable. I don't even know when that was, but I just, that's something I remember. I like Oshie a lot, too, because he's from Blaine. Oh, is he just across the border? Lane, Washington, home of the Bellis Fair Mall. He should play for Canada. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, I remember, just due to proximity. Yeah, yeah, just 100 miles away, not even. Gentlemen, your NHL picks for this week. I hate to do it, guys, especially with Irfan here. Are you, are you going to... Picking t- against the Nuts? Yeah, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm picking against the Nuts. We just talked up Lannis Gog and Duchesne and McKinnon and how bad Colorado is, but uh, they're at home tonight. Vancouver came off a tough loss against uh, the Blackhawks, but... Uh, I think this game could go, could go either way, so I like the plus money with the Avs at home. Going They're, Ducks against the Oil. Ducks are playing well, man. Ducks yeah. are playing well. And Ryan Kessler is having an w- amazing career, and you can bet your ass that he's going to have a good game against Connor McDavid. If there's anything I know about Ryan Kessler is that he loves that. Loves that more than anything. Is so. this his uh, best year ever, you think, in his career so far? One, one of. Yeah. It, you know, he's had a resurgence for sure, yeah. but, you know, he was... There's been moments where you said that Ryan Kessler was unreal, like the Nashville series. Yeah. That was Ryan Kessler. That's yeah. the only reason why they won that series was because Ryan Kessler. Yeah. Um, but there's been moments where he's been unreal. But this is, like, throughout the entire course of his season, he's unreal. Like, he's Selkie candidate again. Like, he's, he's playing unreal. Yeah. I mean, so is Kadri. One of the best two-way players in the league. Yeah. For the last while. Kappa Kid, let's guess. Biggest we, favorite? Huh? Biggest favorite? You're taking them? Tonight? Rangers. <laughs> Against Philly? They are, they are the biggest favorite of the day. There you they, go. they are, in fact, but I'm actually I'm, I'm going to counter that because I'm going to channel our absent Big Poppy. And pick the Flyers. And I am going to take the <laughs> I knew Philadelphia I was dis- Flyers. I'm going to take, they are the dogs on this one, but the power of Big Poppy compels me to just to run with them. City of brotherly love. Their only victories in their last five were against Vancouver and who was the other team? The Vancouver The Islanders. insane. Phillies? Yeah. yeah. Wayne Simmons can make something happen. And they've lost Most their last two against the Rangers. Before, I remember it. So you're taking the Rangers? I'm taking the Rangers. Cop out kid. Cop, Cop out kid. <laughs> and uh, if you want to make your NHL picks this week, if you want to uh, go up against the Cop Out Kid, uh, <laughs> register if you haven't already at fansunite.com. Wager some units on some NHL action. Let us know how you're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at the Fans Unite. And, uh, you know, we'll retweet you. And uh, we, we, we want to hear what you're thinking. Uh, we want to hear if you're thinking that uh, John's hair is good. We want to know if you're thinking that John's picks are crap. Unless you're Graham, then we don't want to hear what you're thinking. No, nope, Graham, we want to hear from you. Please <laughs> hit us up anytime, anywhere. All right, gentlemen. We, we got to get Graham on the show. We got to get Graham on the show. Hook it up, gentlemen. Graham, you, uh, here's a call out to you, man. We're going to get you on the show. Talk ball, hockey, and football. Word. Word. 
Uh, gentlemen, uh, we have a brand new blog post up on the uh, website this week, uh, fansunite.com forward slash blog, from our man with the combat sports perspective, Mr. Richard Waterhouse. Uh, and uh, he has been looking at the WWE over the course of the last couple of weeks worth of blog posts. And uh, so he's done a full breakdown on the line and all the matches on this Sunday's card. So I want to know, who do you think is going to win the 2017 WWE <laughs> Royal Rumble? I just want to say Richard is a, is a legend, man. Um, Those write-ups are so, so in-depth. So, so good. good. I've, uh, I haven't been into WWE since I was a kid, and now I'm reading all these articles, and I'm actually excited about this Sunday's uh, Royal Rumble. So I don't have a prediction. My prediction is I'm going to do whatever Richard tells me to do. These articles are fun. If, if, if you're not reading them, you should. Um, they're on our Facebook blog. They're, they're on our blog. They're on our Facebook posts. Um, big, and, sh- big shout out to Richard Waterhouse. And uh, he's actually going to be live tweeting uh, the Royal Rumble. So if you want to follow him on Twitter, at Mr. Dick E. Bird, uh, you know, you can catch the... Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Earth's, uh, oh. Earth's loving that. Yeah, no, uh, uh, shouts out to Rich. He's, uh, you know, he's going to be live, t- he's gonna be live tweeting it. Um, I just can't... He's a, he's, a, he's a wrestling poet. I just can't believe how many of the guys that... I watched back when I watched WWE yeah. are still going like Kurt Angle still there. The, the Undertaker, Undertaker is still there. Well, Kurt, like, Kurt Angle actually being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame yeah. this year. Oh, crazy. Nice. I just, I just remember him. He, wasn't he an Olympic wrestler? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, won background. a gold medal with a broken neck. And you know, big show still there. Welcome I mean, to the big show. Yeah, it's crazy. But, but just, uh, I mean, my pick would have to be the Undertaker. In fact, he's still alive and he's friggin' unkillable and he's undead. So, I mean, we got to go with that guy. I want him to come out from underneath a mat again. And like rip the hole in the mat when he did that that one year. You remember? No, Anyone? I don't no remember one remembers it. No, I re- well, yeah, he's yeah. done that. He's done that more than once. Yeah, so that's see? always a that's always a good shtick. Trouble is, they have to wrestle in it still. So, yeah, or right. maybe just you know have like have him come out in a, in a you know in a coffin carried by druids. Yeah, I think nope. we all need to just uh, be together on Sunday and have some beers and, and watch, watch this go down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, FaceTime in. Oh, prop bets on this all day. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah. well, no, who's next to get knocked out? Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, if you if you go to the blog, uh, uh, Rich has actually gone in on a list of uh, will certain people show up in certain uh, at certain slots because right. the idea is like it's like every I believe it's every two minutes uh, a new wrestler comes yeah. in. Yeah. And so we have he's got lines on uh, guys that are going to commit the ten slot. Uh, who's going to get tossed out? You know, it's like who's going to get tossed out when? Who's going to last the longest? So there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting uh, stuff that comes around this. There it's were fascinating there from were, a betting perspective. Well, from a betting perspective, yeah, because there were early lines at one point coming out where uh, the suggestion was uh, odds were out on would Donald Trump make an appearance? Would Barack Obama make an appearance? <laughs> uh, there is actually uh, there is still talk that the aforementioned Kurt Angle may make an appearance because he's going to be uh, inducted. You know, he's going to be yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame, so it makes sense. If, yeah. you know, if he is still going to ever career, uh, if he's going to continue his wrestling career at any point, then you know, why not come back for one last brief run? And as you were saying before, Shaq, uh, who has this big feud with the Big Show, which yeah. is to be resolved at uh, WrestleMania 33. That's very true. Uh, Shaq is, uh, is a long shot. Uh, because I don't think they're going to give him the opportunity to wrestle for a championship belt, but he is supposed to be wrestling the big show at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, I really like uh, Richard's uh, <clears throat> bet of a first-time Rumble winner at $1.75. Only Randy Orton, Sheamus, The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar will enter this Rumble having won before, so that's pretty good money. Your odds are good there. Guys, so. 
I mean, like, you, you, you think Undertaker could win, which is fine, but uh, there's only four guys who've won before. So that's pretty good odds, 1.75. Yeah. The good money uh, is currently on former Atlanta Falcons lineman, Bill Goldberg. Nice. Yes. To, he's uh, still around. He's crazy. Yeah, the, uh, the, smart, the smart money has come in Is Stone Cold really, still there? Like, uh, no, Stone Legends Cold, never die, man. Legends, Legends never die. Stone Cold is still around. He doesn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, a strong money has come in on Goldberg with the idea that that could lead uh, to a title match with someone at WrestleMania. Let's go, William. So that's uh, that's a strong, but I'm I'm gonna take uh, I, as much as I really like Richard's uh, reach on uh, Japanese superstar uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, but I'm gonna go well, with props for saying that uh, like flawlessly. Yeah, well, I'm James, James is Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Hey, he, he used to live in J- Japan, so. I can't tell. Know. What you just badmouth me on oh. air? Anthony. <laughs> I just heard Anthony. I don't know what that means. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Irish superstar uh, Finn Balor, who's actually been out for six months uh, with a with a shoulder injury. He was actually uh, he uh, was the original pick to start off the WWE brand separation and be one of their two world the two WWE world champions. And then he got injured. Busted himself up literally in the match where he won the title. Has oh, been wow. out. And apparently he's getting medically cleared this week. So if anyone's going to come in as a surprise, yeah. I'm going to take him. Nah, won't be him. Does The Rock still wrestle? Uh, ever so often. I mean, he, the there's got the to be a line I'll, for him. I'll showing take The up. Rock as a surprise guest. There you, no, that's a, well. The, the Rock likes to show. He usually shows up. He was host at Wrestle. He's been host at a couple of WrestleManias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he and John Cena like headlined two consecutive WrestleManias yeah. very recently. I'll lay at the SmackDown on some jabronis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell? The Earth is going to take you to the Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> I think that's why I'm seeing it. Cena and The Rock are just milking the acting career. The Rock uh, was like one of the highest paid actors. Oh, he was yeah. over the last year. Yeah. yeah. And then he did that uh, the kids film that uh, you know where he basically played Which, himself. Oh, the uh, the Tooth Fairy. Mo- no, no, no. It was like <laughs> Mo- Moana or something. Moana. Oh, yeah, the uh, the, yeah, yeah. the Hawaiian Disney one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you know play a Hawaiian descent sort of you know ethnic role. Be like, yourself. Yeah, yeah be, be yourself. you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So easy. And he killed yeah. it. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah. Good for him. Earth, what do you got coming up that the uh, people need to uh, know about? Off to Super Bowl on Sunday, there for a week, doing reports all week. Back for a few days, headed to Dunedin, so we can do a little podcast before I go to Dunedin, maybe. Talk Ooh. about the Blue Jay season. I like Coming that you're up, already that thinking be. ahead to slot us in. That's and, uh, dedication. I just help. I just love this podcast so much. Love you guys. <laughs> and and uh, uh, where can people uh, keep up at with Sportsnet you? Earth on Twitter and uh, Sportsnet.ca. I'm sure there will be many stories posted all week, next week, and then for baseball, and then uh, off to Miami to cover the World Baseball Classic. And I'm also covering the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. <laughs> Nice. Keeping, so, uh, keeping know, me on my toes. Keeping it diverse. Yeah, I go. know how into curling you are. So. Yeah, Earth, love it. Earth, if we can get ourselves down to Houston, you can get us into the big time parties. Oh, you would do that while we're yeah. on Facebook Live. You would. Yeah, we'll get down there. No. Nice You're not coming. No, not. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, Dar, uh, any last words for the listening audience this week? Uh, Kobe, you got anything for us? Nope. Hearts out to a uh, family of... Uh, Kansas City's pitcher, Ventura. Oh, man. man. Yep. Very sad. Another sad story there. Um, Awful. No, that's all I got. Tough act to follow there. I'm going to go out on silence. 
Going out cold. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been yet another edition of the Fans Unite Huddle brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. Uh, we want to shout out a couple of people behind the scenes. want to shout out Kobe for uh, pretending to be John's stomach this week. I uh, want to shout out uh, the uh, dearly missed, appropriately sized poppy Duncan McIntyre, currently on uh, assignment somewhere in the Mystic North and uh, complaining about the lines on, uh, on, on pregnancy we talked about last week <laughs> as uh, apparently they weren't wide enough but uh, still still not a, fa- not a father yeah still not a father yeah. but uh, appropriately sized poppy uh, you know put your money down and uh, and we'll let you know when it comes out uh, of course uh, shouts out to JKP the alchemist Kanye East uh, our resident uh, traveling degenerate as well who likes to show up on occasion uh, you know who you are but uh, yeah, this has been the Fans Unite Huddle, episode 12. Um, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, uh, subscribe, download, tell your friends, sign up to fansunite.com, wager those units. We'll talk to you all next week. But until then, the stadium's closed. Stadium's closed.